18 minutes is 21 minutes after 10 here on 104 to 107 nationwide and on DSTV channel 814. Let's get into our social conversation. We're going to be speaking to Tabiso Petuga, who's going to be telling us more about their partnership with Engine at a Disability Economic Empowerment Trust. Uh, this partnership is set to assist people with disabilities to get behind the wheel. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. A warm welcome to you, Tabiso. Thank you for joining us. Uh, good evening, Patricia, and good evening to the listeners. I'm a bit feverish, but I'm hoping that I'm audible. Eh? You are very audible, and I'm hoping that fever will end very soon, like within the first minute of this conversation, because yeah, we want you well so and strong. Talk to us about this uh, partnership that uh, Disability Economic Empowerment Trust has put together with Engine. I mean, you are the CEO of Disability Economic Empowerment Trust, and uh, clearly you have uh, the know-how as to how this uh, partnership came about and the importance of the partnership. Perhaps, Patricia, allow me to give a little bit the uh, background of the trust. The Disability Economic Empowerment Trust was established in 2002 in the Eastern Cape uh, by the Eastern Cape government supporting uh, disabled people South Africa and all disabled people. The main aim of the trust is mainly to look after and promote socioeconomic empowerment of persons with disabilities the main focus being skills development, uh, employment placement, uh, uh, and job creation. Um, since 2016, we entered into a relationship where with uh, Engine. Uh, we were focusing on different uh, programs. I think the the highlight program of 2016, 2017, 18 was. Uh, the Employment Life Skill, which is a job readiness program where we go out, invite persons with disabilities, put them in groups, uh, analyze their skills capacity, uh, try and close the skills gap by advising them of uh, what skills uh, could they add on the current ones they have, taking into consideration their challenges due to the I mean, the education barriers. We then realized that uh, one of the key factors that prevents them from uh, entering into gainful employment and starting their own businesses is that uh, public transport is very expensive in the country, and whilst it's very expensive, it is inaccessible, and many people struggle to get to work on time due to taxes passing them and preferring people that are seem to be more able than the others who doesn't need help to enter into the public transport or the taxis. So we started this program uh, uh, with Engine two years ago, uh, but Engine supporting an already existing program where we were focusing in the Eastern Cape, starting with uh, learner's license classes, ending with uh, a practical driver's training, and I can mostly say our pass rate is at 98% of uh, all qualifying people with different disabilities. That is an impressive pass rate, I must say, Tabi. So very impressive. And I love the fact that, you know, 
you looked at the challenges that people with disabilities are facing when it comes to accessing public transportation and then found a way to bridge that gap. Uh, so when the people in the Eastern Cape uh, who have disabilities go through this particular program, is it fully funded? Because getting a driver's license in this day and age is not cheap. Yeah, look, uh, the program is offered for free um, to all the beneficiaries. I must say we've had uh, different partners in the past, including National uh, Lotteries Commission, uh, the NYDA, um, we 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 get an individual to participate in the program and cater for all uh, his or her financial needs, from registering that person to uh, to be able to go and uh, write a learner's test, to paying for all the fees like your uh, your ID photos. Uh, the issuing of your learner's license, uh, the booking fees, and we do the same for the driver's license. So it, it is expensive indeed, uh, but we realize that it's one of uh, uh, its kind uh, that people require, especially that most driving schools uh, don't have universally accessible vehicles. A-teamers, uh, please join in on the conversation that we're having with uh, Tabi Saw Petuga, who's the CEO of uh, the Disability Economic Empowerment Trust. They've uh, come in partnership with, uh, into partnership with Engine to ensure that uh, those who qualify and are with disabilities are able to access learner's licenses and driver's licenses to make it easier for them to be able to commute to where they need to get to. Join in on the conversation by dialing 011 011- Seven one four two double zero six or WhatsApping zero six one four one zero one zero four one zero seven. And you can also SMS on four one three nine one. Remember they are charged at one hundred and fifty. Tabi, so you know, I'm glad that you 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 did say in your closing statement that uh, it is costly to get a driver's license, and you help throughout the entire process of getting the driver's license. But you also mentioned that some of the driving schools are not um, able or don't have the correct facilities for people with disabilities. So how do you navigate through this challenge? Look, we. In South Africa, you you hardly come across driving schools with uh, universal accessible uh, vehicles. Now, we we have three universal accessible vehicles, which we modify using end control that gets fitted into a vehicle to allow a person that has a limited uh, uh, movement of limbs especially people that are paraplegic who are sitting on wheelchairs, uh, you find that their lower limbs are not working. So they use their hands to control the car fully from accelerating, braking, uh, changing the gears. But in, in, in our vehicles, it's mainly automatic. So, so they use that. That universally accessible uh, vehicle also allows uh, people of short stature. It allows everyone, literally, who can be able to participate uh, uh, in the program. I think key to it is a person must be fit and proper to drive, uh, and a person must have a, a good site that is regulated by the Road Traffic Management Act. So our vehicles can be used by anyone, uh, which you you hardly find in many other driving schools. I know there's one in, in KZN called 
uh, uh, rolling stock, which is also owned by an organization of persons, an organization of persons with disability. Other than that, you hardly find these vehicles. People have to go and buy uh, uh, the hand controls, fit them in the vehicles to be able to train or to be taught how to drive. And these these gadgets are extremely expensive. Yeah. Excellent, excellent initiative, excellent, um, you know, proactiveness for our community. Now, once a person has gone through the driver's license um, test and they've passed, what's the next step? Where do you take them to? How do you assist them to secure their own vehicle as a Disability Economic Empowerment Trust? Look, that's, that's, that's not what to focus on. However, depending on where the person comes from, you find that some of the people uh, works for different companies. Uh, we 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 promote uh, independent living, thereby uh, uh, encouraging them to own their own vehicles. Some of them work for companies and departments where they get uh, car subsidies. Some of them can afford vehicles. Some people come very late after an accident or at a very uh, old age when a person. Uh, gets disabled at a very late stage and can afford to buy a vehicle, so we help them. Some of them will help start their own businesses. But in the main, uh, uh, Patricia, we also have a program which is job placement. So we have a database of persons with disabilities who update their CVs once they pass, and we, uh, we promote their intake to different employers. And we engage with many different departments throughout the country who have started placing these persons with disabilities in gainful employment. And further than that, we also make sure that they participate in uh, uh, public employment programs, uh, as it were, because of the challenges uh, we are facing uh, around the job creation. For, for, for the gap that you have seen as uh, the Disability Economic Empowerment Trust, the gap in the driving schools, the gap in the mm. testing uh, stations um, around the country for not having enough equipment, cars that are ready um, mm. you know, for, for people with disabilities to learn how to drive, how do you best feel that we can encourage or you as the, the organization can encourage uh, better practices, inclusive practices within driving schools? Look, uh, <laughs> disability generally becomes an afterthought, uh, Patricia. You know, we're in the Disability Awareness Month between the 3rd of November and the 3rd of December. Um, and I was worried that your program might be linked to that, <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad it's really not linked to that. Why I'm saying this is that society uh, believes that persons with disability exist during the Disability Awareness Month. From the 3rd of November to the 3rd of December, then we kill them, they rise again after the 3rd of November in the next year. So it's talking about universal accessible public transport and driving schools, it's still a long way because society in general is inaccessible. Uh, the built environment we find ourselves in is inaccessible. But I think through policy development or amendment of uh, of uh, 
the policies in government that says for you to be able to have a license to run a driving school, you require to cater for everyone, uh, inclusive of persons with disabilities. I think this country needs to move to forcing people to do certain things to ensure that we have an all-inclusive society. That includes employment, that includes schooling, that includes sports, that includes every area of society uh, that uh, we must see inclusivity. Like every time we talk about women and youth, we must also enforce that uh, as disabled people are catered for in the demographics of the country, it is reflected as such. And I totally agree with that, uh, Tabiso. I agree that we need to be inclusive in every single facet of our communities. But uh, that's not currently the reality. But we are much further than what we were a couple of years ago. So we should, um, you know, give credit where credit is due. In terms of other projects that you are looking at, um, you know, it's, it's easy for us to say, We've got an initiative for people with disabilities. They can uh, go and get their driver's license. But some are not even in a mind frame where they are able to think about even getting a driver's license. They are so uh, downtrodden because of the circumstances they live in, whether it's poverty or family and uh, community members who are not supportive. They, they, They live in communities where it's it's remote communities. They can't access information as fast as others are accessing in in uh, more urban communities so how yeah. can you as disability economic empowerment trust assist such people with disabilities look uh, <clears throat> thanks for that question uh, patricia we we in the country disabled people organize themselves around community projects in the main the reason for that is because they wake up in the morning they've got nothing to do because society rejects them so you'll find that they go to a so-called project in a malakene where they come together they do bidding work uh, they do crafting and and so on and so forth you find that situation prevalent throughout the the country so what we do as Economic Empowerment Trust, we support uh, such initiatives because at least they give disabled people or persons with disability life and something to do during the day. And through our efforts, we, we work with the Department of Public Works uh, uh, to ensure that our people participate in, uh, uh, I mean, into public employment programs such as EPWP, I can safely say we have succeeded in the past to make sure that the non-state sector EPWP program caters for persons with disability by making sure that wherever they are and whatever they are doing, because they are not employed, they rely on disability grants, at least government offers them stipends for the good work they are doing for the community. We run a host of programs around internship programs where we place persons with disability into internships so that they can gain experience to have access to employment, and we place some in gainful employment. And we also support entrepreneurs by making sure that we promote them through government procurement uh, processes where we also make sure we get feedback as to how many of them are participating in government procurement. And we link others uh, with, uh, with companies that would want to do business with persons with disabilities. It might be at a small scale, uh, but uh, we're touching different lives uh, 
and different persons. And we can safely say between 2016 and 2021, we should have supported over 10,000 persons with disability throughout the country. I didn't hear you mention much about the arts. I mean, we know that a lot of people with disabilities are very artistic, whether it be music, um, writing, uh, acting, you know, and and these are talents that I'm not seeing harnessed in South Africa. Uh, I think of the likes of Ubab Stifgekani, who was blind, uh, who was an advocate, who was a lecturer, who was a radio presenter, who was also a musician. And I don't see many people with disabilities being given that opportunity. Are there any programs around that, around the country? Yeah, look, we, <laughs> we, 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 we can't overstretch. We, there are many other organizations of persons with disabilities, like Disabled People South Africa, Epilepsy South Africa, South African National Council for the Blind, which we work with. And um, in, in coordinated efforts, though not getting a lot of traction, I can safely say at least there's movement upwards. Uh, 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 people that are getting out of their own shells, uh, pushing to be where they are supposed to be. They might not be promoted as much as other people are promoted. But um, I must say people are beginning to accept that uh, disabled people can do things on their own. They can be lawyers, they can be teachers, uh, they can be taxi drivers, they can be musicians, they can be radio announcers, program managers. So I think uh, some of them are not exposed because they don't identify themselves as persons with disability because they avoid the societal rejection. But we have plenty out there that uh, that that uh, are really participating in the open society. Though not enough because most of them are still uh, hidden somewhere. <laughs> Well, if you are a person with disabilities and you are hiding somewhere, but listening to the late night conversations, please do let us know, um, you know, what you feel about this great initiative by uh, the D- Disability Economic Empowerment Trust in partnership with Engine to empower those with disabilities to get behind the wheel and also the great work that is being done by Disability Economic Empowerment Trust. Call in on 011-714-2006 or WhatsApp 0614-104107. SMSs go to 41391. We are talking to CEO of the Disability Economic Empowerment Trust, Tabiso Petuga. Tabiso, I'm, I'm always keen to find out how we as South Africans can put our efforts together so that we are inclusive and get a better understanding of um, the plights and challenges that people with disabilities face so that we can be able to aid them. So how can we as the greater community of South Africa come together, pull efforts with you at the Disability Economic Empowerment Trust? Uh, I think it's more. it has more to do with attitudes because uh, attitudes are a barrier on itself. Uh, it, it is designed perhaps because of uh, historical uh, uh, backgrounds and challenges we used to face. I mean, you would recall that in the past, uh, disabled people who didn't uh, find space in society, they were regarded as sick people, they'll be quarantined elsewhere. 
uh, society would generally be scared uh, of persons with disabilities. You would even call them names, uh, depending how you view them. Uh, but in the new dispensation since Democratic South Africa, I think people have identified with the persons with disability based on society they find themselves in. So we need to be more open about it. People need to talk about it. Parents need to be open about it because disability is not a person. Uh, a person becomes a person first, then disability becomes what disables a person. It could be an environment, it could be attitudes, it could be the fact that uh, uh, society rejects them. But I think we, we're not doing bad as a country. Uh, we, we see them in in platforms of, of, of public representatives, in government departments, in many companies, in radio stations. I think you can you can identify with few colleagues in your radio station, but we need to have a more open society, and it should begin at an early childhood where children must learn together, children must go to the same school which is accessible to everyone, and then we won't see any difference. It's like a woman and a, and a man. I mean, everyone is different. Thanks. And for us to be able to see people with disabilities experiencing economic empowerment, what is it that should be done as a country? Look, um, <clears throat> we we have uh, currently the laws that talks about equalizing society. And, and in our case, we have the Employment Equity Act, if I can just zoom into the Employment Equity Act. The Employment Equity Act says, because of the barriers of the past, of the apartheid past, that the black women were not allowed equal opportunities to participate in an eco open economy. Uh, young people uh, and blacks in general were not allowed. There are laws uh, of the country that are in place, which is the Employment Equity Act, which gives set targets and affirmative action targets for employers, both in the private and the public sector, to employ persons with disability. I mean, sorry, uh, persons from the previously disadvantaged uh, groups. Disabled people are also part of the previous, previously disadvantaged groups. But the main challenge is, as the Employment Equity Commission reports, you find it hardly talking to persons with disability. The main focus becomes women, becomes young people. Uh, we think that disabled people, there must be a concerted effort, and we should start a, a decade where we say we are going to have a focus on persons with disabilities because within them you also find men, you also find women, you also find young people. Further to that, we must make sure that inclusive education is enforced throughout the country and there are punitive measures. Uh, and consequence management for non-implementation of government policies and laws. Yeah, that punitive measures, I think, would uh, definitely cause a row, but would be much needed to ensure inclusivity in the economy. Yeah, look, if you go to other countries uh, like Japan, which is more inclusive, uh, uh, punitive measures are aligned to incentives, and many companies are supporting and employing persons disabilities. I mean, even when you go into your tourism sector, you find many disabled persons or persons with disabilities working within those economies. It's a willingness. Uh, like I say, it can be that disabled people
people only live during the Disability Awareness Month, but if they can uh, participate every day, I think we will minimize the current challenges that we are facing. And and in every new or built environment or construction that government promotes or provide license for, I think there should be enforcement that all buildings must be universally accessible. And once we have that, no one is going to say, how do I employ persons with disability? Uh, people are going to know that the, the environment is open for all. Most definitely, most definitely. Tabiso, thank you so very much for joining us. Before I let you go, I'd love you to please give us contact details for uh, the Disability Economic Empowerment Trust for our A-teamers who are tuned in who might want to be in touch. Look, we're based in East London. We are a national organization um, which started in the Eastern Cape, but we now cater for all provinces. With Engine, we're supporting five provinces as we speak. Uh, we are reached at uh, 043-722-7333. Thank you so very much. And I'm wishing you a speedy recovery. Get yourself some ginger. Trust me, eat it raw. It's going to do miracles, okay? Doing it straight away. Thank you very much. <laughs> Have a good evening. <laughs> Cheers. Thank you. Bye.